With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. Ten thousand layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the Ten Thousand Layups Podcast. I'm Kyle Radke here with Julian Anders. Julian, my microphone is working. That's awesome. I, I, we, you know, we talked a little bit before the show started, but I didn't even point that out. Congratulations! It's a big day. Uh, it turns out if you just like restart your computer every now and then, that's good for your microphone. Yeah, I have to say, Kyle, the whole time I've known you, your main fix for any kind of technology issue is restart the computer, um, which generally works. works. It yeah, does. So props um, to you for figuring that out. Shout out to Noah Furchie from the Timberwolves, who um, I, I worked with him for about seven years, and I never once saw him uh, shut his computer down. His computer was always on. So mm. I don't know if that's good or bad, but Noah, um, he's still hope there. That, hope that computer's doing still going good things. <laughs> So hopefully your computer's still doing well. Uh, we are recording this on a Thursday night around 9 o'clock. The Timberwolves just beat the Pistons. Uh, we'll get into that game in a little bit, but the news before the game was that Carl Anthony Towns has made his third All-Star game. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily a surprise if you read any sort of like NBA expert or analyst making their All-Star picks. Towns was on the list. There was actually some rumblings that he should have been a starter. Um, like when Wiggins was announced, it was kind of like the Draymond Green, Rudy Gobert, Towns, or Wiggins, whatever. Mm. Uh, but um, He didn't have enough K-pop fans. He didn't have enough K-pop fans. That's what it came down to. Um with that being said, Wiggins, Levine, and Towns all in an all-star game. Just, just how the Timberwolves wanted it. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. the dream. That is, I mean, Levine actually had... Good for um, them, though. That, I mean, good for them. Levine had some good quotes. I forget what... Po- I think it was on Draymond Green's podcast, actually. He he kind of said that the, the, the city was in such a rush to bring a winner to, to Minnesota that they never really let the three guys grow up together, yeah. which that's... I mean, we, we've talked about this before with the Hawks uh, and, and some other teams where you have all these young guys trying to grow up at once, and it worked for the Hawks last year. But the problem is that 
everybody wants to grow up so fast. And by the time a player is in its in his peak, which is 24, 25, 26, what you're seeing what those players are in age, mm-hmm. it's almost too late because you either have to give all those money, all the money to those guys, not knowing if they can yeah. actually be those guys. And then if one's not, you're kind of screwed. Um, so it does make sense that it all didn't work out here, but um, it does suck. I think as Timberwolves fans to see all three players like be pretty good and not yeah. together. I mean, the, it's, it's tough. The, the Jimmy trade is obviously tough in retrospect. Um, and I don't really, it's like hard to say like what, you know what the analysis i don't really remember what the analysis was at the time i was not even living in minnesota at that time so it's so it's kind of like i don't know like was it the right move to trade levine at the time it kind of seemed like he maybe wasn't going to become as good as he is now but but definitely looking back it's like yeah if you had the patience to actually develop these three guys they could have been something really cool together and I think it was more of a misassessment of where maybe Cat and Wiggins were than where Levine was. Cause it's like, if you, you, if you're making that move, you know, you thought, okay, like Cat's ready to win. Yeah. I think we've seen that. I mean, you could make the argument there are parts of Cat's game that are still not ready to win, but he's definitely more ready to win now than he was then. He's, and he's more willing not to necessarily be the guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the perception of the trade when it happened was uh, pretty much a win for the Timberwolves because you get mm-hmm. Tibbs and Butler back together. Right. Yeah. Levine was coming off a torn ACL and he was due a contract at the end of the next year. So like the Bulls pretty quickly had to give him like a four year, $80 million deal without like really knowing mm-hmm. what was where his health was at. Um, you know, and I think it was a big win and it sounds silly now, but at the time it was a big win because the Timberwolves didn't have to include Wiggins that they got away with putting in Levine, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, now I think most teams would say you'd rather give up Wiggins than Levine, but um, whatever, it, it'll be good to see them. Um, let, let's go through Towns' stats quick. Um, yeah, yeah. 24 and a half points per game, uh, which is uh, down from like maybe his last few years, um, but right around uh, where he's been. Um, that ranks 13th in the league, nine and a half rebounds per game, which is way lower than his career average, but he finally has a power forward that can rebound next to him. Um, Jared Vanderbilt and, and he steals some rebounds from cat. How mm-hmm. cat used to steal rebounds from Gorgie Jang. Um, yeah. 16th in the goes league. Around, comes around. Right, it really does. And, uh, 40.9% three point, uh, percentage 18th in the league. I know this is a very cherry picked like Timberwolves PR stat, but he is the only player averaging 20 points and nine rebounds while shooting 40% or better from deep. Basically just solidifying that he is a big man who is super dangerous from uh, the three point line. Yeah. It's not like the worst cherry pick just from what you just said, you know, it's like the specific combination of rebounding and three point shooting gestures towards a pretty unique skill set that cat does actually have. Yeah, um, it's not like the second on the second Tuesday of the third month <laughs> right. of uh, the the yeah the year actually, after yeah, the eclipse. The actually the only person to ever hit three threes in that situation you just described was Cat and Larry was, Bird. And Larry Bird, yeah, those are t- yeah. yeah right. It's like every stat you pull, it's like Cat, Larry Bird, LeBron James, and um, Kevin Durant. Um, you know, so, four players who who's better? Who's to say? Who's to yeah. say who's better? Cat will tell you he's better and he will not um he will not hesitate. Uh with that being said, so yeah, that'll be fun. Uh all-star game in, in uh 
Cleveland later this month. Uh, Towns and will be Ant in the fun a- rising stars in, thing. In the Clorox yeah. Rising Stars, Jaden McDaniels <laughs> will be there. Um, so yeah, yeah, it'll be it, it'll be fun. Um, it'll be exciting. Uh, the the Wolves beat the Nuggets on Tuesday night. We didn't talk about that uh, at, at the time, but they they beat the Nuggets. Um, that was a big win. They're now two and zero against the Nuggets. We'll get into the why that's um, significant a little bit later. Uh, they beat the Pistons tonight, which, um, I watched the, the game and it was, a, it was such a classic, like old wolves lose the game because like frustrations were high. And I think Edwards, Beverly and towns got a technical, uh, you know, towns and, 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 um, Beverly got one within like minutes of each other. And it just seemed like there was so much, so much frustration about like, we're a better team than these guys. And like, we're down. And then the floodgates kind of came off in the third quarter and, and the wolves beat them. Uh, Edwards had, yeah. uh, uh, in the it, he was in the mid twenties. Um, Towns had a nice night. Prince had a very nice night off the bench again. Um, now I have a question for you. Uh, the, by the yeah. way, the, the, the Wolves are twenty seven and twenty five. They're a game and a half behind the Nuggets again. That's significant because they do hold that two zero lead. Um, now Jim Pete and Dave Benz brought a pretty good point. Um, okay, here we go. <laughs> and I don't want to get like tra- I don't want to be like a prisoner of the moment here either because I, I know like. Two weeks ago, we were I would, talking. Kyle, I would never consider you. I would never call you that. Thank you. Thank you. You're I, pre- I appreciate that. Um, and I, I, I do know how quickly these things can change. Like two weeks ago, we were on here talking about like blow it up. And it, like a month ago, we talked yeah. about like trading cat and whatever, um, which also makes basketball cool because you can talk about all these different things that will never happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you I think you explore different parts of your brain. Oh, like yeah. When you pay attention. So oh, what left brain, right brain. Actually. Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, they, they were talking about, um, trades and there's been a lot of trade rumors where a week out from the deadline, um, early next week, I'm guessing we'll probably talk about some trades and we should, you and I should probably like go yeah, through some that. that maybe we, we think they should make made or, or should make. Um, but they talked about just like ruining that, that team chemistry, um, what, what, I guess for you, like what type of trade would the wolves have to make where you'd be like, Oh yeah, that that's totally worth it. It's a really good question. Um, honestly, my inclination right now would not be to make a move. And yeah. I'm usually a, you know, be active, tr- do whatever you can to improve the team. But, I think I would not do that. Um, I mean, the obvious move is to move Pat Beverly, and I don't think the Wolves really want to do that right now. Like, they kind of have a good thing going. Um, and it's important, especially if Delo's going to keep missing games to have another ball handler. I don't know. I don't know. I guess, okay, I would say this. If you can move, like, a Kogi and Jake Lehman. Right, yeah. Or, or, or something and like pick up like a slightly better player or in a second round pick or something like that. Just, just to a franchise who is willing to, especially with a Kogi, just give, you know, take another look. Um, I would do that. I would do something like that. I, I agree. So the, the trades that I think I would, I'd be okay with them making the one would be the, a Kogi for like a second round pick. Yeah. What, right. what, what, like yeah. whatever, like you're not going to resign him. Um, if the Utah jazz, I think they're a team that's kind of been rumored with, with him. 
if they want to give you a second round pick for free for a half season of a Kogi, exactly, fit, whatever, right. like that's fine. Um, same with Lamont. Um, and the other trade, this which will the trade will, that will not happen is like the you get Bradley Beal, sure, like sure, type sure. of player like where you give D-Lo up like and D-Lo, the right. and yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Like I, I think I'd be fine with that. Now, totally. the, yeah, the, I would also do that. The deal that I don't want to make is uh, like I, I've seen some like Marcus Smart trades of like Timberwolves no. give up Beverly and print whatever it is. Um, I, I think my and and I get it. You you see an opening in the middle of the West where you're like. Okay, like, yep, we don't want to be the seventh seed. We want to get the sixth seed. We want to guarantee ourselves a spot in the playoffs. Now, my only concern with that is is kind of who's on the team. So is it better to let the team ride it out and have these players like Towns who, yes, you, you lost the Rockets with, with Jimmy Butler on the team, but if if you played in a playoff series right now, Carl Anthony Towns and like Edwards and these guys, they like these guys are leading the team. Like there's, there's no disputing like who's the leader leaders on the team. Um, it seems like chemistry is great. Yeah. I, I would almost have that group going to, you know, whether they're playing the jazz or whether they're playing the Suns or whether they're, you know, playing the Grizzlies, which is a team I have the chance, uh, a chance at beating. But if they go against those teams and they lose in five or six games, uh-huh. I'd rather have them see it as a, as a unit that they believe in and then mm-hmm. lose and say, okay, yeah, we do need to get better in certain areas. And then I think you open the door for Gupta to make moves because I think yep. players are like, yeah, we need to, we needed to make moves because I think when you make moves otherwise, like before the fact, I think, especially when you have somebody like towns on the team um, and Edwards, who is, who is like, who said so many nice things about Ricky Rubio last year and, and Rubio ended up getting traded. Um, that I, I just worry about their like short term happiness yep. and um, professionalism. In, if you trade somebody like Beverly for somebody that you might not want. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm just writing, I'm actually taking notes um, in this podcast, which has got to be a first. But no, I agree. There's, there's a certain arrogance to kind of like assuming that you know what the team needs now after you haven't even had this group together for a full season. Yeah. And it's a relative, still a relatively new head coach. And I think that assuming that your data is so good that you know what to do right now before this team has really even gone through any kind of real adversity that the average NBA team has, hasn't faced, you know, they've missed guys. So is everybody. Yeah. You know, they haven't played a playoff series together. I totally agree. I also think, uh, there are kind of two types of teams, right? There's teams that have a lot of guys and they're trying to consolidate their assets and get a f- smaller number of better guys. And yeah. then there are guys who have, then there are teams who have like one or two really good players, but would rather have lots of players who can mm-hmm. play. And I think the Wolves are kind of weirdly in an ideal balance right now of guys who can play and guys who are really good. And I think we see really good teams, especially when it comes to their bench. It's not that they have, I mean, sometimes you would love to have like a sixth man of the year type guy who's reliable off your bench every night. Very few teams have that. Usually like the best kind of teams in the NBA have benches where not everybody needs to be good on any given night. And just all you need is for one or two of those guys to pop at any point in order to win the game. And I kind of think that's where the wolves are right now. Um, 
it's been nice seeing what we've seen out of Torian Prince. Yeah. It's, it's, it's super you nice. know, it's, it's, there's a lot to like about what Jane McDaniel's doing. Jalen Noel has, you know, I know he's been some kind of been starting even, didn't he start a couple games, but he did. Yeah. started for, for D-Lo but, for but couple, still, it's like, I, I don't think that if you're the wolves, like, I think that is honestly one of the strengths of your team. And I would not sacrifice that depth to add, you know, another kind of medium caliber starter. Cause I think they're doing well. Also to be perfectly honest, like this has been a good wolf season. I'm very happy for them. The Suns, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, even maybe even the Jazz. I don't know. It depends. Eh, probably not the Jazz, but like the Suns and the Warriors, they're too good. Yeah. The Wolves are not going to make a deep playoff run this year. And so I think pushing all your chips into the table for like maybe, maybe a Western Conference finals run is like not the move because the goal is to win a championship, right? I, I, I think you can actually say that now with this team that, that that's the goal. And, but I'm going to argue with you and like play devil's advocate here. And like, normally my thought would be like, if you have Patrick Beverly on an expiring and a team came at you like the Lakers and they said like, Hey, we're going to give you, uh, I don't know, Taylor Horton Tucker and a, like a 2025 first for Beverly. And your brain says, well, yeah, like, duh, like we're not going to compete this year. Like we'll take the first and we'll take a young asset. But like my heart and, just logic tells me may, maybe not like I, I, I think it's I, I think it's more important for this team to like get to the playoffs with somebody like Beverly who's a veteran and like go through that and like yeah if you lose him next totally. year which you probably will to free agency you lose him like whatever but totally. I think that's more valuable than like a mediocre young player that oh I, you're, I completely you're gonna be agree. able to find I I don't think and I, to be clear I'm not saying that the wolves should not try to make a playoff push like I I just don't think this is the time to go all in I, you know, I, I, I totally agree with you. I would not move Beverly. I would not. I would also not pull all the chips off the table. You know, I yeah. wouldn't be like, okay, we're out. Like, let's go to the lottery. Cause, cause that's not like, that's just, that's just kind of bad faith too, for the guys on your team. Like they've done a lot of really hard work to put themselves in the position to maybe even not even have to play in the plan. And I Did think you- it would be kind of insulting to like, just say, Oh, we don't think you're good enough. Did you think that in uh, early February, after the team traded for Patrick Beverly, that you would utter oh the words, God. I hope they don't trade Patrick Beverly? Oh, my God. No, I didn't see I, that coming. I, I didn't see myself so liking Patrick Beverly. The Beverly's. I still don't like Patrick Beverly. But at the same he, time, yeah, I, I totally recognize this. He was a tough team. watch. He was a tough watch tonight against that Detroit. But tough watching um, the playoffs last year, too. I can't really get over that. Definitely was. It's funny because my wife, her parents, uh, they hated him during the playoffs last year. And now, and um, like, I don't want to say they for, like they forget some of their takes, but like, it's it's very convenient how they forget their takes. Oh, yeah. Um, and now they love him. Um, and well, like, it's always like, you know, he's an asshole. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, but, but he's our asshole. He's yeah, our right. asshole. Yeah, no, my, girl, my and... girlfriend is a Suns fan and she will not be forgiving Pat Beverly. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't either if I were a Suns fan. Uh, it reminds me of, uh, for ba- baseball fans in Minnesota, AJ Przinsky. He was the Twins catcher uh-huh. before Joe Maurer. Um, and then he went to the White Sox and like everybody in baseball hated him. But I think, I, I, I forget who it was, but somebody just basically said like, yeah, like he's, not a fun guy to be around if you're playing against him. And we are well aware of that, but he's our yeah. teammate and we like him. So, I mean, there is value in having those guys on your team. 
And every team loves their own enforcer, you know? Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. So, so you need someone to hate. Uh, up next for the Wolves, Pistons at home on Sunday. Uh, Kings in Sacramento on Tuesday. And then Kings in Sacramento on Wednesday. So if you look at the schedule, you might say to yourself, hmm, 30 and 25. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's certainly possible. So, uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, yeah. the Super Bowl is coming up, Julian. It's, uh, uh like a more than a week away, I guess, the but Pro Bowl is really coming up. Kyle. I, I saw the, 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 some of the Pro Bowl games they have on and it was like, can Justin Jefferson catch a pass or, or catch a ball with one hand while he has a football in the other hand? And then the like judges give him a, like a score. And it was, I, I used to watch that stuff religiously when I was 13, which explains a lot. There's just no replicating the NBA all-stars dunk contest skills. I mean, even though the dunk contest is like nerfed now, like still like that and the skills challenge and the three point competition are just better than anything. And watching NFL players. Yeah, I I totally agree. Maybe home run derby, but that thing is kind of boring. It is. Yeah. The home, the, the home run derby is, they change the rules every year. Yeah. Um, it, it, it takes like four and a half hours to finish. I, I can never keep track. And then you worry about the players in it because the next two weeks after that, they like get in a, a slump and they can't hit anymore. <laughs> they can't hit. And it's like, Oh wait, we just totally ruined. So like David Ortiz's swing for two weeks. Um, all right. Well, anyways, that's a moment we've all been waiting for since January or since uh, September. It's finally here. It's the big game. It's the DraftKings Sportsbook. sports who is an official sports betting uh, partner of Super Bowl 56. DraftKings is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That'll be fun. Bengals, Rams. I'm excited. Hopefully, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for the Bengals. If I was a betting man, I'd probably yeah. take the Rams on that minus four money line um, or, or point spread, but we'll, we'll see. Um Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 20 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming or resources game. <laughs> the thing is, Julian, they, they changed the you script. Pulled on it, me. You pulled it. You pulled the next word in. I'm, I'm falling. I'm falling apart. I got you. Void where be prohibited gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the TN red line 1-800-889-9789 in Connecticut. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in New York. Call 8778-HOPE-NY or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. Well, I think I lost my job. <laughs> I think I lost my script reading Dude, job. Did you see the DraftKings thing where you can like enter a lottery to get a free $1 million bet on the Super Bowl? No. Yeah. So, so if you get picked, it's like four winners. You can place a $1 million bet on either team like money line yeah. or spread. It's just like the money lines well, and the over under. Dude, I don't want to win that. Like because you have to make so a decision. Stressful. Yeah. Like, Cause it's not a free million dollars. No. I guess I mean I would just put it on the Rams probably. I just probably put it on the Rams like against like money line. Could you do like heads or tails? No. Oh so it has to be the game. It has to be like one of the money lines or the over under. Yeah. 
So it's just like, I mean, one of my friends was saying that like maybe it would be a, actually Sam Chase, he's been on this podcast, would be like a karmatic win to to bet the over just to like have a fun game. But no, you. I think you'd have to just put it on the Rams. I think I'd go. I and I, I think I'd go Rams. And sneakily, I think I'd go under because I think some of those like hyped up games aren't as great as we. Yeah. Also, the Bengals' offensive line is still not good. Still not good. And 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 Aaron, Aaron Donald, Donald plays is for the Rams. Still very good. Still so very good. we'll yeah. see. Well, um, do you know who else is really good? We are. At, yes. At giving people I, I advice saw that in the for notes. Uh, sports cards. Uh, welcome to the three star sports card card corner. Um, we're going to take a victory lap here. We don't get to do it very often. Uh, earlier this year, I think maybe before the season, we went through a list of players to watch. Uh, you can probably tell us if we were wrong on some. I'm sure we were. One player we were right on was Darius Garland from the Cavaliers. Uh, we said, buy his stuff if you can. Steph Curry was a big fan. Um, Garland just made his uh, first All-Star game. The first all-star since uh, LeBron James in Cleveland, which uh, I guess isn't like a huge surprise. It's super cool. Yeah, it, and, and he is, I mean, he's 22 years old. Really he's averaging good. 20 points, uh, eight assists, uh, four rebounds per game. Um, and it, it's one of those cool things where the, the Cavs have been so good this year and uh, he's been such a big part of it. And I think when, when Colin Sexton went down, people are like, oh, oh, oh no, what's going to happen? And Really, I think people in Cleveland knew that it was just going to create more opportunities for Garland to shine, and um, he's done so. So he's been really fun. Now to basketball card talk. Now his uh, this is just basically since the beginning of the season. Um, it, when we told you to maybe buy some of his stuff, his uh, PSA ten was going for about forty bucks. Uh, Prison base. Uh, right now that's up to 60 bucks, which might not seem like a lot, but it's, I mean, it's like a 40, 50% boost. You could have made a $20. Right. Um, and I, I have I actually have one of those. Um, and I'm going to hold that for a while because again, like he is only 22 and I think there's plenty of room to grow. Now, if you have his silver prison PSA, that's at $400. Uh, in November, that card was at like 195 or 200. So, uh, more than double what, what it was. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, not, we don't want to like tutor on horns here. I, I, I still think that there's like plenty of room for him to go up. Um, yeah. because I think right now with the card boost over the last like year and a half, I think like the, it's always like, okay, if I get this player's rookie card and it comes back a 10, I want to flip it right away. And certainly there's guys like that. Like I think Cam Reddish might be one of those guys where you just want to like unload his stuff and like see what happens and, and pick somebody new. Now, somebody like Garland, I think, could turn into somebody like really, really special. And yeah, I think guys like him, I think like Lamelo Edwards, I think goes like guys like that are pretty special. And I would just, I think those they're they're long term holds. I mean, you got to take your mind, uh, and you you're more into the card world than I am, but you got to take your mind out of the card world for a second, and think like you know Garland, he's a incredibly young guy. Yeah, he's having a really good season on a good team. That is probably going to at least have a one, probably more competitive playoff series. He's probably going to have some big moments in the playoffs where a lot of people who don't really know him are going to learn about him. And that can only help the value. Totally agree. I mean, it, it reminds me of those. I mean, like any young player that, I mean, he's in his third season, he's averaging 20 points and he's going to go to the playoffs. Like, yeah, I think that's pretty significant. Um, and what's most significant, I think, is that he's like the top dog on the team. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's 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 the guy. So um talk about doing it right, those calves. I never thought I'd thought? say that. No. But that's just a well that's just an intelligently built team right there. Seriously, and I I was reading something for the other real? day about uh um this guy that, Jared Allen for nothing. Is it, yeah, yeah, yeah. For like uh, in, in a in a hearted deal. Like basically how like everybody made fun of the Cavs for trying to get involved with that and like like why or what are you doing? And they had to give up a first round pick and a player. I forget who the player was. Yeah. Um, and then they get Jared Allen and it's like, Oh yeah. And then they sign him to that five year, hundred million dollar yeah. deal. And everybody was like, man, including me, I think probably I was like, man, that seems like a lot of money to pay Jared yeah. Allen. who I don't know is that good. And now I it's guess like, not for nothing, but, but now it's like, Oh yeah, maybe yeah. like he's underpaid. Maybe. Um, I've always been a Jared Allen fan. So, I was always pro the move, but I don't know. It's, 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 it's a good example of thinking, um, kind of like, like taking yourself out of the obvious mindset of like, Oh, two centers. That must mean they're going to play in this way. Yeah. It's like, no, actually, cause you know, they can space or mobile can, you know? And so it's just kind of like, so really what you're just doing is like adding size. Cause these guys are really athletic and that's always good. So I think it's just important to not have that instant reaction when you see the the letter by the guy's name, you know, just because he's a center, yeah. you know, what especially in the, in the modern NBA. But Dude, Mobley, for 15 day. points, eight rebounds, three assists, two blocks per game. Yeah, That's dude, I, Mobley's awesome. I, I think Cade is probably still going to end up being better. Yeah, long-term, you're saying? Maybe, but man... What Mobley's done this year, he's got to be the rookie of the year, right? That's a lock, right? Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right because he's on a winning team too. But like, then you look at Cunningham and he's 16, six rebounds, five assists. I mean, certainly there's been like, yeah. there's been bad rookies to put up good stats. But I think we all went into the season talking about how we're going to be like underwhelmed by the rookie class. And then you even look at Jalen Green, who he probably has the toughest situation out of oh, everyone yeah. playing for the Rockets, and he's still averaging 14 points per game. So he has got uh, Alperen Shingun to compete with. He, for he sure. does. Um, I saw a graphic on the Houston Rockets uh, telecast the other day, and it said, uh, "Who, which Rocket player deserves to be an all-star? Kevin Porter Jr., Eric Gordon, or Christian Wood? Of those guys, probably Eric Gordon. <laughs> the better question would have been... Enough. The better question would have been which player most deserves to be an all-star um, yes. or, not, or not which player deserves to be an all-star because none of them deserve do to be. any of these players yeah. deserve to be all-star. <laughs> yes or no. And the answer is no. Uh, that's I, I love league pass and watching local local broadcasts. It's league like, pass is great because you catch the crazy halftime shows. I saw yeah. uh, the Memphis halftime show like last week. I was going to mention this and I didn't. So I'm glad you brought this up. Um, they were doing, it was like a band and they were covering purple rain, but instead of, I only want to see you dancing in the purple rain or whatever the line is, um, they were playing the jazz and they were doing, I only want to see the Utah jazz lose this game. Oh, wow. Lose this game. You know, it was like really yeah. funny. I kind of like really that. Funny. I'm in. It was good. Uh, so shout out the strange halftime shows for across the league. Across the league, we I saw um, Red Panda the other day. She's still, Dude, still going. Red Panda still got it. Still got it. 
she did drop a few bowls the other day. Really? I, I've never I, seen red panda. Maybe she I've still got it. I've maybe never she, seen red panda drop yeah, a bowl. Maybe the pandemic after two years off, it's no good for her. Um, all right, Julian, we'll be back early next week. We'll talk trades. I know we talked a lot about trades in this podcast. Yeah, do you want to we'll, do like yeah, maybe three just, trades each? Yeah. Around yeah. the league or for the Wolves? Let's do let's do two trades each for the Wolves. Can we do some from around the league since I don't really want the Wolves to make a trade? Let's okay, let's do this. Let's do one from the league and one for the Wolves. Great. Sweet. All we'll right, Julian. Behind the curtain for the listeners there. That's how we plan the pod. That's how we plan the pod. Yep. Uh all right, everybody, thanks for listening. You guys rock. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. Julian, as always, I will talk to you next time.